Hustle culture is cute in theory, but eventually it leads to burnout and lack of fulfillment. Then again, as enticing as it sounds to sit in meditation for years as a monk, abandoning Western culture altogether is not really an option for most of us. So where is the in-between? I like to think of it as a world where dreaming big and living slow coexist. I'm Tia, host of Dream Big Live Slow, a podcast for entrepreneurs like myself seeking a life of soul-filled work that still allows time for those slow moments that make us feel the most alive. Join me as we break down realistic mindfulness tools used by real entrepreneurs working towards a life of both dreaming big and living slow. Also, be sure to check out the end of every solo cast episode for free guided meditations. All right, let's do this thing. Hi, my beautiful friends. Uh, thank you so much tuning into this episode, I really think it is so valuable. We're diving into how to overcome the thoughts and opinions of others, the obsession with it. It's our human nature to be so worried about what other people think um, of us. And so even our loved ones. Um, So here is an episode about that, but just a friendly reminder to share um, this podcast with anyone you love that you think might enjoy the podcast. Share it with anyone in your circle that you think might find value from it and feel free to reach out. Let me know what you thought of the episode as well, because, um, you know, I'd love to listen to myself talk, but that's not why I'm doing this. Um, I do it because these are the tools that has have helped me immensely and I just hope that they um, can help someone out there. Anyways, can't wait for you to hear this one. Love you lots. Here's the episode. Lately, I've been feeling a lot of guilt um, around my relationships. I don't know if anyone else ever feels this way, but that like I'm only one person and there is only so much time and in all areas of life, but specifically with relationships, you know, how am I supposed to make time for all of the people I love in my life and make them feel as special as they are to me, you know, nurture the relationships that I care so much about. How am I supposed to do that? I mean, I'm only one person. Like I have a baby now that needs my attention. And I think that might be why this is heightened and it's coming to the surface so much, but I have a baby that needs my attention, a marriage that needs my attention. Shit. I need my attention. I need to take care of myself. And there's only so much time that I can find to prioritize, you know, these few things alone, like my relationship with my husband, my baby, like myself, um, let alone, you know, my parents and my, just all the people that I love in my life. And I feel myself spreading thin and feeling like I'm falling short in this area of my life that means the most to me. I mean, my relationships are everything. And I know that and that this is what's most important in life. But still, some of the some people with the biggest spot in my heart, I only speak to every few months. And 
some of my dearest loved ones I only see every few years. And again, I don't know if anyone else feels this guilt in their relationships. Um, but today I wanted to talk about this because I feel like the what I've been uncovering from diving into this a little more is I think something very powerful for any of us who are chronic uh, worriers of what everyone else thinks. I think that's pretty much human nature to worry about what everyone else thinks of us. Um, and I, I think that, of course, we care about what the people that we love, we care about what they think. However, there is just no way to please everyone. And to break this cycle of guilt and constant worry of if we're if we're doing enough for the people that we love in our life. Um, and this can also be applied to strangers, people that for some reason we're worried about what they think. You know, I think that there is a cycle to be broken in this in this um, thought pattern, and um, I wanted to share with you a couple of things that I am focusing on in order to break this cycle of constantly worrying about what other people think, and um, specifically the people that I love in my life, and um, feeling guilt for, you know being only one human and and not being able to to devote everything that I want to to the people that I love. So, I realized first that I'm making huge assumptions. I'm assuming that everyone is keeping score of texts back and dates on the calendar, birthday gifts sent, and analyzing every little thing that I do and I fear that their love is conditional based on how I'm proving myself in the relationship and based on if I'm living up to their standards and their expectations. Now, we hear we hear that narrative so much of like, you find out who your friends are. Like, I found out who my friends are um, based on how they were there for me during this time in my life. And I just think that, first of all, that's completely unfair um, because we're all human and we're all doing our best to <laughs> juggle everything in life and and we're all gonna make mistakes you know it's we're all just really most of us are doing our absolute best to try and and handle everything that in, is involved with being human, you know? And um, and I'm assuming that others have expectations that I don't know for a fact that they actually have these expectations of me. Um, so that's number one, <laughs> is to let go of these expectations. Um, stop assuming that you know their expectations and instead just ask. Ask. Say, recently, for example, recently um, I had a friend who I knew um, was going through a hard time. And, uh, you know, I would send her lengthy texts with all my love and just ask her, you know, how are things going? Like, 
you know, asking all these questions um, through text. And um, I noticed that I wouldn't get a text back. Instantly, I start thinking, um, she thinks that I'm a shitty friend. She thinks that, um, or, you know, she must not feel like she can talk to me, whatever. I'm making all these weird assumptions. And first things first, we should always kind of notice, take the time and notice when we're doing this. Am I just assuming this or do I know it for a fact? Is my mind making this up? Our, our brains, they really hate ambiguity. So they're going to come up with an explanation for you, (laughs) Um, no matter what, because they don't like the vagueness that is left in the unknown. Um, So to alleviate this, first notice and um, then ask, ask a question. So I, I just simply asked her, I said, I noticed that, you know, texting doesn't seem to be your thing. But I want you to know that I'm here for you and I want to support you. So what is the best way to support you right now? How can I be there for you during this time? Because I want to be. And she said she was so, so grateful um, for me caring enough to ask what is the best way. And, um, you know, she said spending time in person, forcing her to go for a walk or something, you know? Um, but that's, that's, that was such a lesson for me in that in my relationships and in anything in life, we can't make assumptions for what people's expectations are. Um, and we can't make assumptions for how, how they feel towards us we just have to look at the facts. We have to ask questions in order to alleviate that um, frantic obsession with finding the truth that our brains do. Our minds just get obsessed with finding some sort of reasoning or justification behind everything when instead we could just ask. Um, but also, sometimes we're also just not going to be able to live up to the expectations of others if they are not aligned with our life. I mean, we sometimes can love someone so dearly, but they have unrealistic expectations of us. And this is another powerful tool that can help us in every area of just never feeling like enough for people always worrying about what they think um, is to come back to this. You cannot control what others think of you. Never will you be able to. And more importantly, you will never be for everyone because you could check one person's every single box, but someone else's boxes and expectations are completely different. So you cannot be for everyone. You cannot be loved by everyone and you cannot control what someone thinks of you. Even our loved ones. No matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we try to be the perfect friend and perfect partner and everyone is viewing the world through their own unique lens and there is no way for you to manipulate that 
to get them to love you, to force them to love you. Their past experiences create their thoughts and the way that they view the world and the way that they view your behavior and your being. So we cannot control what others think of us, no matter what. For example, you could be seeing someone new after they just broke up with someone and that last partner could have cheated on them and you could be the most faithful person in the world but no matter what you do your behavior reminds them of the cheating person and so it has literally nothing to do with you whether they like you you they are just viewing the world through a lens of their past experiences and it is not a reflection of you in any way Or another example could be that you don't like to text back ever, aka me. I don't like to text back ever, Um, but I will always send long, thoughtful messages when I do reach out and tell my people how much I love them. I always tell my people how much I love them, but to someone else, texting back may not texting back may be really upsetting to them because of some something deep within them, some past experience that made that really important to them. Um, but they have a really hard time telling their friends how much they love them and they mean to them because of how they were raised and how they didn't talk about their feelings growing up, something like that. So what other people think of you is not a reflection of you whatsoever. It's a reflection of their reality. You cannot control what other people think of you because that would require controlling their thoughts. (laughs) And sorry, but you can't do that. So when I'm getting all wrapped up in what other people think of me and I come to peace with the fact that I can't control what other people think and I can't always live up to everyone's expectations, it's like, well, how do I come to peace with that? How do I still feel good in my relationships? And something that's really powerful for me is just remembering what I can control. And that is the way that I love others. I can't control how they love me, but I can control how I love them. And there is such healing power in not needing love to be reciprocated and knowing that love is created within us and we can always find more of it within us and that it is abundant even if I don't text back for a year I can think of those in my life and feel nothing but love for them rather than fear what they think of me and how I can be better and fear that they whatever they think about my behavior See, love is a superpower in this way. Love is so much more than a feeling. It is a state of being. To radiate love is to free ourselves of fear. Specifically in this case, fear of what others think of us. If we choose to love both ourselves and others without conditions, there are no conditions 
for how much we love ourselves and how much we love others. They don't have to live up to any expectations. We don't have to live up to any expectations. Love is our base level. We can be in this blissful state where we are not concerned with how we're being perceived or if we're living up to the expectations of others. We are only focused on creating love in our heart and leaving no room for anything else towards others. And you might think, but this person wronged me or they're not deserving of love. Honestly, it doesn't really matter if they didn't live up to your expectations or how they wronged you. And I'm not saying that people, you know, can't do things that are not aligned with your way of living and that feels icky to you. But the key is we don't give love and compassion as a gift to others. We are loving to set ourselves free of the need for others to live up to our expectations in order to reap the benefits of being in that blissful state of love. We give love and compassion to heal ourselves. We create love and compassion and let it flow in our bodies to heal ourselves. We are not loving to be loved in return. We are loving to set ourselves free of the need to be loved back in order to reap the benefits of being in that state of love. Throughout my meditation and mindfulness practice, I felt that love and compassion go hand in hand because to love without conditions, sometimes we need to take the approach of compassion in order to reach that state. So just truly seeing the humanity in everyone and seeing, starting with ourselves too, but seeing the mistakes that we make and the mistakes that others make, they do them, they might, they're not going to be perfect because they are human and their experiences and their learned traits and behaviors that they might not even be proud of and the ones that we are not proud of, they are just a result of our humanness and getting caught in our ego that was trained from a very young age to to think that uh, things matter that don't necessarily matter and to behave in a certain way that we might not be proud of. And so it's like just as we are trying to do this work on ourselves and we want to be a better human, we can we can have compassion for others that they are only a product of their learned behaviors and experiences and and we can find peace in that and have compassion for ourselves and others and that creates this love this this that's like the, any hurdle that you face towards feeling love for someone else or yourself you just have to put on the compassion lens and see it as we're all suffering and trying to navigate this life this humanness the best we can now this is not to say 
<laughs> that because you have this endless access to love and, you know, you can be in this state of love for others um, and you can control your thoughts in this way, that you should stay in all relationships um, and that all, all relationships can work because that's not true. <laughs> but it just means that you can, you can end them more easily and feel more peace when they end. Listen to your intuition when something's not aligned. And, and there's a difference between compassion and something just not being aligned with your life. And that's totally fine. And it just means that you can end up in this state of love for that other person, even if they just don't fit with your life. That's totally fine. Loving from afar is totally healthy. But the key is love begets love. The more you love, the more you can access love. There are no limits to the feeling of love. There are no limits to the state of love. It's a higher state of being that surpasses the ego. The ego is going to tell you all these reasons why you shouldn't love anyone else. Or why you shouldn't love someone or why you shouldn't love yourself. But we know how love feels. We know how it feels to be in a state of love. And so, and we have access to it all the time. It's a higher state of being that surpasses that ego, helps us get less caught up in that ego, helps us overcome being prideful and attached and defensive, and instead puts us in the state of, of love and peace. So that's, that's a very long-winded way of saying this is what I've been working on um, because I've just felt this increasing guilt around my relationships. And I realize it's just a product of my worry and my fear of what others think of me. And one, we can't make assumptions. And two, we only, we don't control our thoughts. We, or we do control. We don't control what others think of us. We can only control this love and it is so healing um, when we can achieve this and, and be in this place of love. So um, with that being said, uh, meditation, <laughs> the meditation for today I wanted to do with you guys. This is a staple of my meditation practice. I always do a section of my daily sit with... Um, with a love focus, love and compassion, because it is truly like the, the highest states of being um, that can help us surpass that egoic mind. Um, so here is a little, I don't always do this one, but I love it. It is one that I learned from very early on and it's a visualization meditation. And basically it helps us visualize that love and that state of being in love um, to help us practice it and access it. Um, so if you're ready, let's begin. Go ahead and find a comfortable seated position. Try to Find a quiet space. Less stimulation, the better. So that we can really focus. 
And all I want you to do is close your eyes to start. And don't do anything. Just notice the ego. Notice the egoic mind running about. Don't judge it. Don't try to change it. Just watch it. start to bring in some mindfulness. Let's start by watching the breath. And now let's deepen that breath. Inhale through the nose. Part your lips and blow the air out. Keep deepening that breath. With each breath, relax into your body. Just watch the breath very closely. Your mind may wander from time to time, but just bring it back. No big deal. Relaxing even further. To visualize a ball of light and love around your heart. The ball of light is getting brighter and brighter. Put your hands to your heart and feel its warmth. Feel this love that is within you. This ball of light and love 
Now I want you to imagine this ball of light expanding. It's expanding to fill your body. Slowly, it gets bigger and bigger. This ball of light and love that is flowing through your veins and you feel it in your heart. You feel it in your arms and in your face, in your legs. And then it gets bigger and it goes around outside your body until you have this energy bubble surrounding you. This energy bubble full of light and love that is protecting you from the outside energy. This love and light in this bubble is yours. what energy comes into your bubble. Sit in this light and love and feel its protection from the energy outside of you. You can give this love endlessly because it creates more within your bubble. It is always there creating more and you can give some out to others and to yourself endlessly and it will keep creating more. It's limitless. You always have access to this bubble of light and love. So anytime you want to return to it, simply close your eyes and visualize that ball of light and love starting at your heart and expanding. You always have access to love and light. It is within you, and you don't need it from anything other than within you. Slowly start to open your eyes. Keep feeling the warmth and the light from your energy bubble. Carry this throughout your day and remember that you always have access to light and love. Namaste. Love you all so much and thank you for listening to this meditation and to this podcast episode.
sending you lots of love throughout your day.